Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. And I'll say it again 
ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Ramsey Lewis. Adams live and yes your heart can be healed if you have all the pieces. Do you have all the pieces to your heart or have you dined them out to other things and other gods and other people and other individuals? Well today we're going to talk about a very, very hot topic and we have a special guest on the air with us. His name is Gadawin and uh, to my knowledge I believe he is a former black belt. I'm Holder in Karate, and he is going to be talking to us in regards to Christianity and Karate, and do the two mix, or are they like oil and water? Should they never, ever come together? So we are going to hear from him um, for the duration of the broadcast, form your questions, call in to the show, 646-929-1800. You're on the air live with your host, Patricia Adams. And I also want to encourage you to go out to my website, www.oneheartseries.com. Pick up copies of my writings out there. They're all Christian nonfiction. And if you want to know what it is that can cause you to be in bondage and cause you to be with a divided heart, I encourage you to pick up my story, Set Free to Praise Him, From the Hand of the Saboteur into the Hands of God, and as well begin the journey of intimacy with God because it was through intimacy with God that he set me free and he gave me 
a whole heart so that my heart would be able to serve him completely and totally, totally sold out. He redeemed all of the pieces of my life and put them back together again. So I want to thank you all for tuning in today. We have some great people joining us in the chat room, and I want to welcome you all to the chat room. And I see you in there. We've got uh, the Body of Christ, which is our special guest, Gadawin. We've got guest 2345, Maestro D, and Miss Terry. So we want you guys to really chime in on this topic, and we are going to bring our guest on. And everyone, let's welcome to Patricia Adams Live, Gadawin. Well, thank you for having me on your show, uh, Patricia, and I'm, I'm definitely willing and prepared to to share my testimony with with the listeners today. Great, great, great. Well, um, all you know that I did share with them was that, um, to my knowledge, you are a former black belt holder. Is that correct? Um, no, I never reached the rank of black belt. I mean, okay. just to give you a history of my, my martial arts experience. Basically, I started martial arts when I was about at the age of 13. It's something that I always wanted to do. You know, I always looked at uh, martial arts movies. You know, my mother, she wasn't very um, strict on me and my brother staying up late because I, I, I would stay up late and watch the martial arts films, and they, they would come on like 3 a.m. in the morning. But uh, we had to be on time for school. <laughs> we yeah. had to be on time for school. And one of the things I remember about my mother being up late, she would always be reading her Bible late at night. But um, she wasn't strict on that. She just made sure what she was strict, we had to get up to go to school. You know, kids, they wouldn't really be up there late. But that was one of my things. I would stay up late to watch the martial arts movie, even to the point when they didn't show the martial arts movie. Being a young guy, this is how deep I was into it. I I wrote into the TV station and said, "Look, y'all need to put more martial arts movies on there." So I started, <laughs> I started, and they did, and they did. Um, I started out my martial arts career when I was at the age of thirteen. Um, it's something that I wanted to do. Uh, basically, picked up the the yellow pages, looked at the yellow pages. I didn't have any money. My my mother didn't have the money for it, so I wrote my grandmother, and she sent me the money, and I started going to this martial arts dojo in in Vero Beach, and I would walk there. It was several miles away, and I got to the rank of green belt there, and what happened? My mother got cervical cancer, so she had to get chemotherapy. So we had to move back to New York, and we were staying with my sister. So from there, I started training in Taekwondo, and I got to the rank of uh, Purple Belt and Brown Belt. And from there, I, I left off from that because what happened was the school had closed. It was like a local community um, dojo and basically like the community center closed. It was black owned and black run and basically they ran out of money, which was a shame because service a lot. Of, it serviced the community. So I left from there and then I started studying with this this uh, gentleman. We studied and um, we would train in Flusher Metal Park, and 
that I was studying ninjutsu. And that's where, from from the karate to the taekwondo, it was all going into the worship of other gods and the traditions because all these other nations, the Japanese, their philosophy is going into Bushido, Shinto, and Buddhism, which is when you look at the Bible and the scriptures, the Bible clearly, clearly tells us that we're not supposed to have any other gods before us. Now, people are going to these things, and they think, you know, it's harmless, there's nothing really into it, but what's really behind it is a philosophy and is an ideology. And the rank that I got to in ninjutsu was a warrior apprentice, but that was probably one of the darkest arts that I got involved with. And uh, hopefully we can go a little bit into it tonight. Okay, yeah, and, you know, I was thinking about that, and uh, Exodus 34 and 14 says, For thou shalt worship no other God, for the Lord, whose name is Jealous, is a jealous God. And while I was preparing for the broadcast, um, with, um, you know, leading up to this, I kind of was looking into some things, and basically even down to having to bow to, was it like your sensei or to your, your teacher or whatever, when they reached a certain level, um, and that's, considered bowing to another god because basically they have reached that level where they consider themselves as some type of lord is that correct that that is correct and basically okay. you know you reverence and you're trying to model yourself after this master so the master is basically Christ said call no man your master because you have a you have a master which is in heaven so and he is our master so that's the person that we're really and truly supposed to model ourselves after. And when I really started to really deal with the Bible, I really began to see, okay, this is something that I'm not supposed to be dealing with and that is really going into the worship of Satan. But as Satan always does, he's the most subtle creature in the garden. He masks and he hides things that's really going into worship of him. Right, and there was something else that I had I read as well is that basically because of the symbol, and I, I can't remember exactly which form of martial arts it was, is that you know the symbol being the dragon, uh, basically you know uh, being elevated into the uh, the martial arts. So basically, you guys also bow to that symbol if you were in that particular uh, version of you know martial arts. And tying that back to the scriptures about the dragon being the uh, tied to the serpent in the Garden of Eden, and then and being tied also into Revelation. So basically, um, you know, bowing to the people who were your training, people who were training, and then as well as to the symbols that right. well, were incorporated. Right. Well, crazy that you say that because they have this this new um, this new movie out called The Last Airbender. Now, within the last airbender, this guy, he's supposed to be like, see, they have all these movies, and it's it's Hollywood's war against God because you have this little kid, and now basically he's supposed to be the savior. So there's a part in the movie where he goes back to his people, and his people are all being killed off, and he picks up a symbol, which is supposed to be the air symbol, but when you look closely, it's 666. 
So when he picks up this symbol now, now he falls into his trance, and now he's going to go into the spirit world, and he's going to commune with the spirits that's going to give him guidance and advice. So now he goes in this cave, and the spirit that he sees that's going to give him counsel and advice, guess what he sees? It's a dragon. So, yes, it's true. Because the, the style that I study uh, of ninjutsu was called kamikaze teiru. Now, kamikaze, people would know about kamikazes from World War II, the kamikaze pilots. Right. So kamikaze stands for divine wind. Kami is divine or divinity or represents a god, and kazi means wind. So kamikaze teiru, te means hand, ru means the way of. So it's the the way of the divine hand, divine wind hand system. So basically what that means, we would call down spirits or entities into our bodies to improve upon our martial arts. So these are things that I actually did where we went to this one tournament. It was a taekwondo tournament, but we wasn't going there to be to to go to this tournament to win. We was basically going there to try our techniques. And I had this one match with this one guy, and I used this technique upon him. And basically, I hit him with the tip of my finger, and that busts his nose open. So before we, before we started the tournament, the master that we were training under, he had a deeper understanding. See, we, we didn't know really what we were dealing with. He knew. He knew exactly what we were dealing with. You know, he had us listen to various forms of music that was satanic, that will rise up certain spirits in us to put these spirits on us that will give us these powers. So it's very much true when they're looking at these symbols and things, it's not just for them to reverence these things. It's basically to conjure these spirits in, them, spirits in themselves so that they will have certain powers. But where are they getting these powers from? They get these powers from Satan. Wow. You know, and I, I, I want to say that I remember um, a while back where I had friends who were involved in karate. And so when I had tuned into the broadcast that you were on before, where I, where I heard you speak about this before, I'm like, okay, you know, this is something that I want to hear. But I knew that um, – I, I, you know, my friend, they were like ascending, you know, to higher levels and everything in there. And basically I, I would go and I would just cheer for them and I would go to the different matches and all these kinds of things like that. But I never personally was, um, you know, involved to that point to train, but I could always see a transformation in them. When right. they hit the floor, you know, it's like when they when they got on the match and they began to to kick and to yell, and I mean it was like you know it, it's either you or me, and you know the takedown was just like you know phenomenal, and I would just be like in so much amazed because this one person outside of a match was really kind of you know docile and and, and gentle you know and loving and kind. But once they were in that match, it was like, you know, I'm going to take you down. And I remember um, watching, like you, Bruce Lee, 
loved, you know, watching Bruce Lee, loved watching right. all the ones, especially where they were like, uh, what do you call it, like not lip syncing, but basically, you know, it was in Chinese behind, you know, and then their mouths would be right. going and stuff like that. And so, you know, you're trying to watch what they were doing. So I did the same thing that you did. Basically, I was watching and, you know, I was fascinated by it. Um, and so nobody said anything to me and I was, you know, around Christians and nobody talked about it or whatever. They were watching just as much as I, I was, the older uh, people in the home. And then I remember um, later in life where I started um, watching these different videos, exercise videos, and, and, you know, went into that and was looking. I remember looking at some of the individuals who were uh, the teachers of these videos, and I would look at them and I'm like, I could swear I see two of y'all. <laughs> and I was like, I mean, seriously, it was like, you know, there there would be a point where um, they would be, you know, taking their stance and, and doing their position. So, you know, you got all this, the crane and, and, and the dragon, all this stuff like that. And, you know, basically they were just, you know, getting into form. And I thought, you know, literally like there was a split in them. And as they finally centered that that other one that was kind of split off of them just kind of just blended in with them. And, and I thought, you know, that's kind of creepy. And, and I was, you know, constantly, did you see that? You know, did you see that? And they were like, no, I didn't see it. I'm like, I'm trying to tell you there was two of them. And, you know, one was darker than the other, uh, the one that was kind of like the split, you know, kind of just blended in. And then you saw the continents change on that individual. And I thought, I said, you know, there is something you know, wrong here, and I just, it just never settled, and then you start seeing it being accepted in the Christian community as, you know, just a form of exercise, just a form of discipline and all that, but then, you know, I've I've talked to other individuals, and I've looked, and it's basically, it is a form of self-defense, but basically, the the premise behind it is, is, is either to kill you, or basically, some, one of the guests says, you know, fight, I mean, one of the, uh, Oh, yeah, one of the guests in the chat room is saying, you know, fight to kill. And so right. I also read that it's either to maim or lame or, you know, to just really do harm to somebody because you're going to try to take this person down. And when you talked about, you know, all you did was just touch that guy's nose, but it was like so much power in your hand that you burst his nose like that. And I've seen stuff, you know, similar to that. And so I, I do understand, you know, what you're talking about, but I didn't understand the intensity behind it that you guys, you know, were really summoning spirits. And these, it was pretty much like these spirits were using your bodies to animate. Uh, through, right. Right? Okay. So, right. yeah, and, and that's, um, yeah. Yeah, and that's, that's like a fallen angel, right, even. You know, that's the premise of a fallen angel. It, it needs a body so that it can animate itself. And so you guys were lending your bodies to them. Very much so, and we thought we were in control, but they were the ones that were in control. But basically, when you look at when you look at Christ, many people people wanted to kill Jesus Christ, but what did he do? He avoided every situation without a fight. Now I want to read the scripture. This is Proverbs twenty and three. It said, "It's an honor for a man to cease from strife, but every fool will be meddling." Now you see in the world, basically. If someone comes up to fight you and you're like, look, man, I ain't going to fight you, what are they going to say? You're a punk. You should stand up for yourself. Oh, man, how are you going to do it? How are you going to let that guy talk to you like that? And uh, especially amongst our people, that's really looked down and frowned upon. But these are the same principles 
that Christ used. And any martial arts will tell you that that's the highest form of martial arts if you could, you could just walk away from it. But that's probably the least practiced amongst them because they all want to have these, feel these different powers, feel the rage, feel the anger, where that's all the, the, the manifestation of the flesh. That's not the fruits of the spirit that Christ is talking about. Now, since I've been dealing with the Bible, I haven't been in any fights. I mean, we've been out in the street and we've been teaching repentance, repentance and trying to bring people to Christ, and we actually been arrested by the police. Now, when the police arrested us, we went along calmly, we spoke to the, the, the police, you know, calmly and respectfully, even to the point where one of the brothers in the church he wasn't even searched. He had, his, he had the video camera. He filmed inside and everything. Because the police were looking like, how are you guys, you know, so calm and, you know, because they put us in jail basically for, for teaching God's word. We hadn't done any violence or anything like that. And, like, why are you guys so calm? Why are you happy? Because we, we read what, the, what happened to the disciples when they went to prison. They were singing, and they were singing the songs, and they were praising God. So that's what we did. And they were looking like, these guys are crazy. So you really don't need to be doing all these kind of fighting and different things. Basically, what it is, I'm going to read this scripture. It's 1 Corinthians 10 and 20. It says, but I say, the things with the Gentiles sacrifice, they sacrifice the devils and not to God. And I would not that you should have fellowship with devils. Verse 21, you cannot drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of devils. You cannot be partakers of the Lord's table and of tables devils. So we the the table of devils. So when you look at these other nations, the Chinese, who what are they what are they going after? They're, they're not worshiping the Heavenly Father. So you go into these Chinese martial arts, you're gonna to have to bow down to their gods. Same thing in Taekwondo. When you look at the different principles and things and their forms and their martial arts, they're going into the mountains and your 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 martial arts is based on how you can steady yourself like the mountains, the mountains in South Korea and this and this and that. It's all going into the worship of all the gods. And these are the exact same things that the Lord said he's not happy with. And see, a lot of Christians are so lackadaisical. They want to be part of the world where the Lord is telling what? That he's not part of the world. So that, what does that mean? There's some people ain't going to like you for saying this or standing up for the Look, I'm not doing that because this is part of that. Oh, man, it's not going to hurt you. No, actually, it is because it's a spiritual thing. And that's what a lot of people can't get with. They can't get with the spiritual side what Christ is dealing with. Wow. Okay. Um, then I have another um, thought in my mind in, in regards to, like, the exercise videos. Um, what do you say about Before that? Before you do that, I want to bring this out. I want to play this okay. um, clip about the the ki, because you know they make this this sound when they do the most ki. Actually, like the that's ki, going right? into yeah, that's going into these different spirits, and I'm gonna play it. I hope you guys can hear it. Now hold on, but you know what? I heard, I I read about this. I read about okay. that, that uh, about that. So, I mean, tell me a little bit more before you, you know, you play that. Uh, and the only reason why I do is because, you know, since we have guests out here and then we have people okay. who will be coming back into the archive to listen to this, before you play okay. it, um, don't just, you know, don't 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 put it on right now, but explain it a little bit more because I don't want anyone to walk away with a misunderstanding 
of, okay. you know, the purpose behind it. So set that up a little bit better for me, would you? Okay. Well, the key, I do just think that it's a it's a yell, that you, you're just yelling when you're doing the punch. But actually, it's all part of that. You're calling in these the, the spirits to enhance your martial arts. When you're delivering these, this force or this punch, because the ki actually in Japanese means it's a spirit yell. So that's what it is. It's a spirit yell. It's not just, okay, I'm yelling because I'm scared or I'm trying to control my my fear. And so I've got this clip, and it's a... Uh, it's a show over here in England where this guy, it's an English guy, he's going around to different countries, Japan, China, the Far East, Africa, and he's going into different martial arts. And then this master, who his his form is focused on the ki, he, he begins to explain that this was a secret technique that was taught, a secret esoteric technique that was taught secretly among the masters, and then it began, began to be more common. So when you're dealing with stuff that's esoteric, that's definitely going off the scale from the Bible, definitely going off the scale from the Most High in Jesus Christ. So when we do Kiar, like if we're, if we're exercising to one of the karate um, uh, style um, exercise, you know, they say that in there, yeah, that's right? What, that's you know, what it is. And so, so basically, that's your answer. You're saying that we should not be using those types of things to exercise to. Nope. Okay. No, because where's this, where's, this, okay. where's this philosophy coming from? It's coming from okay. somewhere, and what it is is people they're completely ignorant of where it's coming from and what it's about and what it's supposed to be. See, when when you come into the knowledge of the truth of Jesus Christ. He says to repent and to be born again. So when you're born again, everything that was before is stripped away, is old. You put that off, and now you're renewed. See, the renewing doesn't come about whatever you think in your mind or whatever you see fit is what Christ is going to put in there. See, that's, what, that's why the Scriptures are telling Christ is telling us to learn of him. And if we truly learn of him, then anything else, that contradicts that we ain't gonna do with it. I gotcha. Okay. All right. So, so um, you ready for the clip now? It's yeah, just a let's, brief let's, clip with a guy who's explaining okay. that look, this is esoteric knowledge and information that was taught in Japan because that's where karate is coming from. Okay. The Chinese concept of chi is ambiguous. Kiai, as used by the Japanese, is an actual force. It's more concrete. In Japan, it was originally a secret, esoteric samurai fighting skill. The man who taught this skill to Master Sasaki was... So you see that this was a secret, esoteric skill. And basically, they used that technique to kill. It wasn't anything that they would use. Are we just going to go around in our, in our gym stores and ha, 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 ha. This is what they were using to kill people. They were calling down these spirits. That's why it's called Kiai, called Spirit Yell. Okay, so explain uh, esoteric. Well, it's definitely dealing, not dealing with the knowledge of the Heavenly Father. See, a lot of a lot of things I don't delve deep into it, and I don't want to explain it. 
Because basically what we're supposed to deal with is what? The scriptures. And a lot of people, what they want to do, they want to, oh, well, tell me about this or that. No, what I'll tell you is thou shalt have no other gods before me. That's what we should learn, and that's what we should stand on. Okay, okay. Well, um, the guests don't seem to um, have a question in in that regard, but it's like I'm simply in in terms of if you say that this is a spirit yell, it's it's a yell basically from the source, from their source that right. is being summoned in in essence to um, give them. Uh, the ability or whatever it is to do what they're going to do, either, you know, main you, lane you, whatever uh, type of situation. So um, that that's, you know, really, really interesting because I remember how I struggled with the concept of uh, buying exercise material that had any of that in it, and, and it, I, I was uncomfortable with it. You know, I was really, really uncomfortable with it. And then, you know, I would go to my, you know, spiritual um leaders, you know, elders that I, I trusted, and I would ask the question, well, what do you think, you know, about that? And then next thing you know, I'm, I'm saying, well, you know, I, I sat down and I kind of reviewed some stuff, and there's just some things I'm uncomfortable with. And then they was like, well, no, no, no. So next thing I know, they're bringing this material into the church. You know? <laughs> and so, you know, we're having... You know, and, and so then we're having these exercise sessions, you know, okay, you can come here, 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 you know, we're doing this for 30 minutes, we're doing this for 10 minutes, we're doing this, this, and this. And so um, before you know it, I mean, they were springing up all over the place. So, not, Patricia, you know, let me ask you a kids. question. Uh-huh. It's, it's as simple as this. Where do you see Christ doing that? Well, I mean, you don't. <laughs> Obviously, I think the principle that they were coming from was that it was a means of disciplining the body. Okay, and so they felt like, well, okay, this is, you know, we're not practicing a religion, we're not doing this or whatever. But the the key stances, the key concepts, the key principles behind it is like the foundation that it was built upon was not built upon Jesus Christ and his righteousness. So, so I'm, but I'm, brought it into I'm, the church. I'm glad you mentioned that because when you read 1 Timothy 4 and 8, it says, For bodily exercise profited little, but godliness is profitable unto all things, having promise of the life that now is and of that which is to come. So what are we really supposed to be focusing on is following what Christ is teaching us, hearing what Christ is teaching us, and then doing what Christ is teaching us. Because you, you exercise it, that's not really okay. going to profit. It's going to give you a little bit of benefit. I like that. You know, okay, you there at- is. Yes, that's good. That's good because you just triggered one of our guests out here. And I'm going to do my best to pronounce their names. I don't know if you know who they are or whatever, but it says Chagamgabar. Uh, and they say that's what fasting is for, it's for discipline, you know, for disciplining the body. And so that is, you know, definitely we were on, on, on point on that, is that basically um, instead of us going to outside sources, Jesus Christ, his word teaches us how to put our bodies under, to, you know, make our bodies subject. Um, and right. so, um, but because we're looking for that quick fix or that, that thing, that buzz, 
that everybody else is doing, and and that's where the church has like embraced so many different things. I mean, we 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 prop people up and we say, hey, you know, this is great. You know, this person says that they're a Christian, and there are a lot of martial arts um, individuals who are saying that they are Christians, and you know, they are teaching this. They're you know traveling the world and they're teaching this to different people, and we are basically applauding. The church yeah. is basically applauding. And so now we've got our children involved and, and we've got our grandparents right. involved. And, you know, so nobody's really discerning what's really, really going on. So uh, we, we've spent so much um, time allowing things to come in under the cloak of Christianity that exactly. now, you know, you know, here we are. And so and what is it? I think there's a scripture, and I apologize, that says that sometimes we don't even know who and whose we are because we have, you know, kind of watered down our faith. And so, you know, we're a combination of things. So you've got uh, people who bring in instructors and everything that tell them what they want to hear. So then you've got uh, Christianity is no longer what we uh, should say the Bible says it is to be born again, to be a born again believer because you've got all kinds of people saying that they're Christians. You know, and right. they really, really aren't. They're just using it as a label, as a fad. And so, like, for instance, um, if we have children, um, our children are really impressionable at, at a young age. And even if we have children, um, and, and a lot of uh, people are talking about um, if you have children who have, like, physical disabilities or if they have, uh, you know, uh, developmental disabilities that you should put them in some type of a martial arts program. So, and, and my question here is where um, you don't really want to subject a child who's already having special um, assistance, you know, required into something like this because the enemy will attack a mind that's already being, you know, uh, delayed and, right. you know, affect that child, yes or no. I would I would say yes. I mean, when you look at the when you look at the script, most people they want to put their they want to put their children into a martial arts class. Why? One, so they can have that few minutes of quiet time by themselves, which which isn't a problem. But a lot of people, and I know from from being in martial arts as long as I've been in martial arts, most people they want to put their children in a martial arts class so somebody will discipline them. And see, this isn't a discipline that 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 children should be learning. Well, Christ said we're supposed to bring we're supposed to bring our children up in a way that they should not depart from depart from when they're old. So we know that way is in Christ. So these are the principles that they should be learning, starting basically with the basic Ten Commandments. That has to be reinforced because what children had their foolishness in them. So you're going to teach a child these deadly techniques. What are they going to do? They're going to use them. They're going to, exactly. oh, the teacher showed me how to knock somebody up beside their head and knock them down and sweep them. What's going to happen when they get those spirit of anger? They haven't learned temperance, where well, the Bible teaches you temperance and self-control. They're going to go out and they're going to try it. And I've seen right. it, and I was one of those kids that did it. <laughs> so right. I know. You know 
there's a young boy several years ago that I remember he was like, you know, slow, slow uh, developmentally, and they exposed him a lot to WWF wrestling, you know, the drop kicks and the scissor kicks and stuff like that. So he got angry. I don't know if you remember it or not, but it was here in the United States. And he got angry with our, one of his relatives. And so basically he drop kicked and scissor kicked her and he killed her. So they put this young boy on trial. I think he might have been 10, somewhere between 10 and 13. They put him on trial basically as an adult for killing this little girl. And even though um, the adults were saying, you know, he didn't mean to do it or whatever, they sentenced this little boy. And he didn't really fully understand what had happened because he was just emulating what he had seen. And he demonstrated you know what he you know what what he had done, and basically, so you've got a lot of uh, of children who are seeing these things, and so you've got children who are autistic and they're sitting in front of the t v and they're watching this or they're being exposed to it or they're being taken to the movies and they're being exposed to it. Because right now we've got some movies coming out uh about karate, like you said, um what you call it air bender the last and, air bender. Uh, and yeah, it's all about children. Right, and then there's another one. You said it's all about what? Yeah, it's the it's basically yeah. about children. It's the children that's fighting. Right, and then there's another one with children. And then there's another one, the Karate Kid, uh, a remake of the Karate Kid. All of that. Okay. Um, that's you know that's coming out. So now um, you've got children who are going to be flocking to that. You know, uh, we've got them dealing with uh, situations now with Harry Potter. You've got children sitting down uh, when you can hardly get them to read um, one of the golden books, nursery rhymes, uh, reading 500-page Harry Potter books. You know, well, let's not even deal with the golden books. Let's deal with the Bible. It's easier know, to get Harry Potter in the school than the Bible. They're throwing the Bible out and putting Harry Potter in. So, you know, you've got all of this. We, 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 we are getting into the, uh, you know, the occultic things, and we are, you know, labeling them and covering them and, and basically saying that these things are okay, these, these things are okay. And so now you've got, um, there's, a, there's a phrase that's going around, it's called self-actualization. Mm, I've heard that one. Well, okay, well, it's Power within the self. Self-actualization, basically. And so you're, you're bringing yourself, you're developing yourself. Um, and so... In a, in a sense, you're basically going to end up making yourself your own god, if you would, because you're going to get into humanism. Exactly. You're going to get into humanism. So then we've also got uh, people who are guides, spirit guides. You've got, um, what else have I seen? You've got spirit guides. You've got uh, intuitives. You've got, uh, you know, the, all these all these things, you know, the paranormals. You've got all this stuff going on but it's falling under the classification of spirituality and religion. And so um, people who don't really study the word and who don't seek to get an understanding of the word are, are falling into this because they say, well, this is a religious program. This is, you know, a spiritual program. But what, you know, what, what kind of, you know, spirits um, are you entertaining, really? You know, because the, the word is true. You know, you shall have no other God before me. I am a jealous God. So, you know, we, we not only make these, um, what, what do you call them, these principles, our gods, you know, then we go and we make ourselves our gods, and, and then we say, well, you know, we're many gods, <laughs> and, and that, you know, we're made in the image of God, we, but we're not gods. 
says that we're right. made in the image of God and we're made in his likeness. But that is only because he is basically wanting to use us in this kingdom with his eyes, ears, hands, and his feet in this kingdom. And we are spirits. Ultimately, we're spirits. So anything that we open our spirits up to, we're opening up to other spirits who are dis are disembodied spirits. And I was listening to uh, um, a DVD of the like about the fallen angels, you know, the fallen angels when they were commanded not to sleep with the daughters of men and they slept with the daughters of men. Well, now these that have been uh, cast into uh, hell, basically, I mean, they are the ones who are looking for bodies to animate. So when you open your spirit up to them, I mean, they, you know, hey, <laughs> they come on in and they start a party. So this is a spiritual thing. So basically you take a child who is having developmental issues physically, emotionally, intellectually, whatever, and you throw them into something like this and you say, well, you know, this is going to help their muscle tone. This is going to help them focus better. This is going to help them have better control over um, themselves. And so a lot of people are, you know, buying into this. And, you know, they're exposing their children to this. And so when they get done and then, like you said, when their children get angry and they take these things and they use them against someone, then the principal wants to take, you know, well, I'm, you know, this one, your child, I'm going to expel them, I'm going to put them out, and, I'm, you know, if it happens again, I'm going to put them in some type of a, a juvenile detention program. So, um, like you said, they, they haven't learned temperance yet, but we're putting them into this environment. You know, they haven't learned how to, you know, control themselves. And so I, I want to thank you so much, you know, for coming on the show, uh, Gadawin, for real. And I'm glad that I tuned in that day and listened to you. And we have quite a few people out here in uh, the chat room uh, that are making comments about, <laughs> you know, what you're talking about and giving scriptures. And there's uh, one person, uh, and I, I'm really trying to pronounce the name, and I think it's Chuck Pam. Gabar, to come Gabar. Okay, Ephesians 4 and 4, there is one body and one spirit. All the kids call him Candy Bar. Candy Bar, okay, well, Candy Bar. <laughs> Ephesians 4 and 4, there is one body and one spirit, even as you are called in one hope of your calling. So um, I like that passage as well. And uh, basically the, the movies that are out, I mean, we have to be, you know, it looks great and, and we've got, you know, great kids out there portraying these, you know, these parts, and you want to go out and you just automatically just want to love it and you want to support it. But what are you actually submitting, you know, your children to? Because when they come out of there, they are going to be basically um, having been exposed to those spirits that are on the screen because right. those spirits are, are being imparted to them. Just like they're doing right. the key out like you're talking about on the screen and everything, that spirit is being imparted into the movie theater. And these children are coming out, you know, and they're getting out on the sidewalk before they even get in the car, and they're doing it because, you know, they're they're just watching it. So I just um, the body the body as a whole, the the body of Christ as a whole, we really need to wake up to the things that have crept into the church. We really need to wake you up. You know what it is is that. People really have not so learned Christ, because if you're going to follow Christ, you have to follow Christ, as the scriptures have said. Why do you think that when Christ was walking the earth, people wanted to kill Christ? Because he took the cloak off for their sin. They couldn't hide what they were doing. So many people, they'll go to churches that will fit 
what they want to do in their life. That's why you have churches that's geared towards homosexuality. Mm-hmm. You go, well, well, I could be a homosexual, and guess what? I've got a homosexual church, and God is going to accept me. Well, actually, you're supposed to repent of that. We're not supposed to praise that or look up that. We're supposed to show people, look, this is what God's words and says, and you're supposed to repent. Not that we're bringing judgment on that because the judgment is reserved for God, but we're supposed to show people repentance and remission of sins, the remission of sins that you can repent of these things. So many people, you know, they really don't see that at the end of this thing, there's going to be a judgment for the sins that you commit on this earth. So many people, they don't even really have any knowledge of what sin is. So how can they know what they're doing right or or what they're doing wrong? They don't understand that sin is the transgression of the law when you read that in 1 John 3 and 4. So how are they going to know, okay, these things or or other gods? Because I can see a lot of things and not have gone of knowledge and depth and read into it. Look, that's the worst of all the gods. That's foolishness. Because the Bible tells me, and I'm not going to follow anything else that's not after Christ. I can automatically sense, well, you know what? That's not right. Why? Because that's not in the Scriptures. I'm going to follow what Christ is saying He's my teacher, he's my master, he's my king, he's my prince, and that's the person that I'm going to look up to, and that's the person I'm going to model myself after. So it's the same thing that I'm teaching my children. This is the person you're supposed to model. This is the person that you're supposed to look up to and model yourself. Not Hannah Montana, not uh, uh, G.I. Joe. Those are not the models for you. When you look at the scripture, see, people look at different superheroes and you say, look at these superheroes and their power. I want to read this scripture in, in the Psalms about David. It's, this is Psalms 18, verse 34. He says, teaching my hands to war so that a bow of steel is broken by my arms. So this is the kind of power that David was yielding by the power of the Heavenly Father. You just look at um, Samson. Samson was the strongest man who he killed how many thousands with a jawbone of an ass? So people, what they're doing, they're elevating these satanic, demonic images, Superman, Spider-Man. You see when Spider-Man, when he's throwing the, when he's throwing the wet, he's doing the Baphomet <laughs> sign. He's doing the horn sign. So they people, oh, Spider-Man, Spider-Man, Batman, this, that. When you look in the scriptures, the baddest superheroes are the, the men and women that's in the scriptures. But these are the things that's not being elevated. Why? Because... This the whole world life and wickedness. This is Satan's world right now. So it's it's the the Lord is raising up the elect. See, this is not a lot of people think that, you know, the church is gonna be a church explosion. Christ didn't say that. He said many are called but few are chosen. Because only a few are gonna be able to stand up to the scrutiny that the whole world is bringing and stand for Christ. Because when you stand for Christ, it says he that lives godly in Christ shall suffer persecution. When you start standing up for righteousness, you're going to suffer some persecution, just as Christ. See, a servant is above his Lord. Christ suffered for righteousness, and those that truly follow him, they're going to suffer the same things. Okay, you know, and that's something I was uh, looking at on uh, when you were talking about um, how we're going to have to give an account, and that's 2 Corinthians 5 and 10 says, for we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that everyone may receive the things done in his body according to that he hath done, whether it be good or bad. 
And verse 11 says, Knowing therefore the terror of the Lord, we persuade men, but we are made manifest unto God, and I trust also are made manifest in your consciences. So the things that we do in this body, we are going to appear before the judgment seat of Christ. And he is going to reward us according to what we've done, whether it be good or evil. He is going to reward us for that. So when we take on these uh, different things that the world is offering us, we're taking these things into our bodies because they know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. And so when we bring all these things in and we invoke these different spirits and, and everything, we are bringing that into our temple. We're bringing that into our body. And so these are things that we're going to be giving an account for because it's the, the things that you do inside of this vessel because we've been given, what, a treasure in earthen vessels. And if we contaminate the vessel that God has given us and we don't seek out the truth of what the Word of God says, you know, because uh, it's one thing to be ignorant, and it says, you know, the one who doesn't know to do will be, you know, basically whipped with few stripes, but that one who knows will be whipped with many stripes. So we have to know that God is holding us accountable. Here, you know, ignorance is no excuse. It's absolutely no excuse. You're going to be held accountable for the ignorance that you possess <laughs> Uh, in, in, in regards to the word, because study, uh, Timothy says, you know, that we should study to show ourselves approved unto God. Approved. You know, our workers that need not Workmen be ashamed, but rightly, yes, exactly, rightly dividing the word of truth. So um, there is time out for us just to sit back and listen to what other people are saying. And I was listening to, or rather watching a DVD um, that uh, a pastor did about hell and basically about a geological study that was done, and, and I haven't, like, done, you know, the research to validate one another. I have looked at some people are, are, you know, having controversy with the DVD and saying, well, this stuff isn't true, this stuff isn't real. But basically um, a geologist had dug to, like, the core of the earth because he wanted to study the plates, you know, the tectonic movement and everything, and he wanted to get, up, you know, a little closer to it, and as they were drilling and digging, he said that he got, and this was like in the uh, late 18, early 1900s, they drilled like about 2,000 feet to uh, into the core, and as they were drilling, they thought that they were hearing the sound of the drill uh, basically hitting an empty pocket, you know, making a wiring, you know, sound. And it says, you know, once they stopped the drilling and they brought the microphones down, that they picked up the sounds of people screaming, that oh. they could hear people screaming. And they said they literally believed that where they had gone in depth to was into, you know, uh, the area where it's held. And these people were being tormented. And then uh, the pastor got into some more, and he says that the tormentors are basically those fallen angels that, left their first estate that, you know, God basically cast in. But then he talks about, this is in the Old Testament, but then he says now, uh, once Jesus himself, you know, went into hell, that gulf that was between those people who died uh, without being righteous were there, and they were looking up across the gulf at those who died, and they were righteous, like, you know, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, them. But the people are like the rich uh, man who was there. He was on the other side of hell, and there was this 
gulf there. But once Jesus went in after the New Testament, he ascended into hell. He basically took, remember it says, you know, that he, he took the righteous out. The righteous got up with him, and they were seen walking amongst the city. Okay, but then it says that that gulf that used to exist between um, the unrighteous and the righteous was basically pulled over and room was made, room was made, room was made says hell has enlarged itself. So for all the people who are having difficulty understanding what it is that God wants to do in us, hell has enlarged itself. But it didn't enlarge itself for the Christian, for the believer. It enlarged itself for those who will not repent, who will not turn away from their sins. And so here we are right now, and we have to realize that we have to know who we serve. We have to know who we serve because it wasn't hell wasn't intended for those who love the Lord. It wasn't intended for the righteous. But the Word of God says that there's going to be a great falling away. And if it be possible, even the very elect will be deceived. Well, so, we know for certain that the elect are not gonna not gonna be deceived because they said, they're gonna. If it be possible, they said, if yeah. it, the says, if it be possible that even what that the means is that elect, Satan is gonna try hard. <laughs> That's what that means. But the word then says that there's gonna be a great falling away, a great falling yeah. away from where from the church. Because yes. not every, you know, the word says that not everybody who says Lord, Lord in that day. So there are people who are within the body of Christ who will find out on that day when we have to stand before the judgment seat whether or not they actually made it. Exactly. You know, so my my biggest concern is that while we are here, we've got the wheat and the tear growing together. We have got that going on, but at the same time, we have a responsibility to our children to make sure that we, who are the watchmen on the wall, are being good stewards over what God has given us, and that's the word. You know, we are to, you know, put the word out there, and we have to stand on the word of God because the word is true. Absolutely. Definitely. I want to read this scripture. This is um, Acts 7 and 29. It says that at this time... Of ignorance, God winked at, but now commandeth all men everywhere to repent. So maybe, you know, people didn't know this thing about candy bars. To that, huh? Candy bars in the chat room going off. Okay. <laughs> candy bar. It's Acts so, seventeen and thirty. Yeah, and thirty-one. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. We're in the same mindset. We're in the same yeah, mindset. Yeah, candy bars going off. <laughs> In the chat room. So, a lot of people, they, maybe they didn't know these things, but there's mm-hmm. still an opportunity and chance to to for repentance because until the very end, Christ had that door open for repentance. Paul, you were saying, he didn't, you know, he was praying that, you know, that we all make it. So, that's, that's the same spirit that we're supposed to have to the very end, that we do our best that people can recover themselves from the snare of the devil, because that's exactly what it is. People are trapped in different traps that Satan has set up, and they're caught. So we're the ones that's running around free, that God got running around free. We're supposed to do our best to help those to get loose. But the problem exactly. is a lot of people, they don't, they don't want to get loose. <laughs> what you say? I said a, a lot of people, they don't want to get loose. They want to stay trapped. Oh, my God. I'll tell you what. Okay. We're going to take a quick break, okay? Um, You know, somebody get a glass of water, whatever, you know, uh, call in. 
646-929-1800. The call-in number, 646-929-1800. We are talking with Gadawan, and we are discussing karate and uh, Christianity. And those of you who are out here in the chat room, Please, 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 if you have a question or a comment, uh, type your question. I'll be happy to pose it to our Brother Gadawan. But right now, we are going to uh, take just a quick, uh, you know, break and basically uh, come back, and we're going to get into this just a little bit more, okay? But in the meantime, um, I'm looking at this, and it's like my heart is saying that, you know, this 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 show today is that we're taking a stand, right, Gadolin? We 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 are taking a stand, and we're we're saying, look, you know, we're we're talking to you, and basically, Gadolin is talking to you, but he's just like really setting me off, and he's got candy bar going off <laughs> in the chat room and everything, and I'm going like, you know, this is a conversation that I have been wanting to have for years <laughs> with somebody. Wow. So I am glad uh, that you came on uh, to the show. We've got uh, still another hour in the broadcast, and so I'm going to um, take us to break on This Is It, okay? Okay. Check it out, y'all. I'm tired and I want to give up. Why is the world getting so crazy? Still somehow I believe Come too far to die now If you're a survivor, get up
All right, you guys ready? Let's get back at it. Shadowing? I'm here. All right. <laughs> okay, this has been great. This has been great. Welcome back to Patricia Adams Live. Um, we have a special guest on the show with us, uh, Gadawin, who is talking to us about the topic of karate and Christianity. Um, do they mix or are they oil and water and should they never mix? Also, I want to invite you again to go out to uh, my website, www.oneheartseries.com, and pick up um, Set Free to Praise Him, which is about my biography, my story, and why God has set me free, basically, and take me into intimacy with him. So he set me free through intimacy with him, through relationship with him. And I had to come to know him as not just my Savior, but as my Lord. And check out the One Heart series, the five-volume series, um, starting out with volume one. I would encourage you uh, not to skip through, but if you're going to pick up any part of the One Heart series, I would recommend you start with volume one and also maybe pick up the devotional, which is volume five. But I want to welcome you all back again to the broadcast with Patricia Adams Live and with Gadwin. Gadwin, you know, um, do you have any materials? Do you have a website that you want to share with anybody? Um, sure, yeah. We have a church website. It's uh, www.theboccc.com. We also have a couple of uh, blog talk shows that air on Saturday at 9 a.m. That's Eastern Standard Time. And... 2 p.m., that's uh, Greenwich Mean Time, that's uh, London Time. We also have a show that airs on Sunday at 2 p.m. U- U.S. Time. Okay, what's the blog talk URL? Um, it's uh, com forward slash the B-O-C-C. I see you got it up in the chat room. Yeah. You good? Yeah. But one of the things that I wanted to mention about as far as um, going and teaching the children, because for years in London I worked in uh, one of the London boroughs called Hackney as a a IT uh, trainer. Basically I ran an IT project and we went all over uh, various parts of Hackney, dealing with disadvantaged youths and giving them access to IT. So a couple of the managers, they knew that I did martial arts. They said, you know, you know, why don't you get something together to, you know, teach these kids? So basically the areas that we were going were, you know, they were the disadvantaged kids. And, and in London they have what is called these postcode wars. So basically, if you live in a certain area, you can't go in another area. So you would have one group of kids, They maybe they lived in E9. That's uh, east, east of London. And you had another group of kids, they lived in E8. The kids that lived in E8 couldn't go in E9. So I was crossing all these different areas, and then they was like, oh, it would be a good idea for you to, you know, maybe train the children in martial arts and, you know, I was also in the military, you know, maybe, you know, show them martial and, and what what was the purpose is to teach them discipline. See, they didn't want me to pull out the Bible 
you know, I would tell the, the, the children about it, but they didn't want me to teach that formally. But they was okay for me to teach these various forms of martial arts. Now, I, I stopped from doing that because I know these kids are out fighting. They all got these, these spirits of anger. They got these spirits of hatred. They don't have intemperance, no self-control. If I start teaching them these martial arts, I'm just going to give them a focus for those things. It's going to make them more efficient killers and fighters. So I never did that. So, Gadwin, uh, tell me this. You said that, you know, you were going back and forth between the two wars, E8 and E9, and you were yeah. teaching that. So are, are you in some some form or another still um, doing that, or are you just saying that you totally stopped? No, I, I mean, I didn't teach them those things at all. I mean, the way I live my life is basically following Jesus Christ. So that's the things that I would teach them. Like I said, I couldn't formally come out and say, okay, this is what the program is going to be, but basically that's what I did and how I dealt with the children. I taught them the commandments. Okay, okay. so basically, you know, they thought you were doing one thing and you were doing something else. I was, I was doing something else. Basically, I had... concept of the scriptures and the commandments was improving their behavior. Because people would come to my project and like, how can you go on the street and face kids that's completely out of control, out of their mind, and then they're well behaved? It's because I was applying what the commandment says. I wasn't taking any nonsense. Anything they said, I was bringing forth the correction. I was giving them that admonishment when it was needed, that gentle reproof. I was giving them that short rebuke when they was out of order, when they were disrespecting their parents. I would tell them, look, the Bible says you're supposed to honor your father and mother. You're not supposed to jump on your mother's face like that. That's wrong. So these are things that I was showing and teaching the kids when I was in that job. So when people would come from other departments in the ages of, man, I went, you know, I went on your project, and, man, the kids will very well behave. How do you do that? See, so when people see these things, they think, you know, you've got some secret esoteric knowledge or but they don't know. It's right there in the scriptures. It's right there in the Bible. And just like you said, children are so susceptible that they're ready to learn. That's why Christ tell, is telling us to humble ourselves as a child, because they're ready to receive this information. Right. You know, but one of the other things, too, is that you, know, you have to be wise and you have to be cunning. And um, so I, you know, basically I applaud you for that because, rather than just flat out saying, no, I'm not going to go because, you know, I'm not going to share that, whatever, you went ahead and went, but you uh, allowed the Holy Spirit to, uh, you know, have reign in that. And I think right. that that's that a lot of times, uh, you know, we as Christians, we kind of, you know, make miss some opportunities, makes me wonder, you know, is that um, mm. we kind of weigh the baby with the bathwater and, mm. you know, make opportunities to still go, and, and, you know, be effective witnesses, but because, um, 
it looks a certain way, we don't want to deal with it. We don't want to address it. Uh, and we, you know, maybe miss some opportunities. So that's kind of some food for thought. Kind of what what thought. it is is that people don't want to engage in combat. And what you what, what people don't realize is that Christ is called, calling us to be soldiers and to do a hardness. So in in this ministry, you're going to fight. But it's not the fight. It's not going to be a physical fight. Second Corinthians 10 and 3 tells us, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For our weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. So you're going to have battles that you're going to have to face. You're going to have trials that you're going to have to go through. But how you're going to how you're going to be able to face them and how you're going to be able to conquer them is not through martial arts, which I learned. It's going to be through what following Christ's example and living as He lived and walking as He's walked. And then through that, you can face anything because we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. It tells us that in Philippians four thirteen. So I don't need to fight. I don't need, even though I know martial arts, I can do kicks, punches, grapple holds, and choke holds, and get out. I don't need to do any any of those things. Because in my experience, going back to my experience in acting, I've had young people that come up and threaten, man, I'll kill you, man. I'll go out and get my gun. I was like, look, you can go and do that, but guess what? God is going to decide who's going to win this battle. So now you're welcome to do that, but I'm going to be here. I'm here to help you. And I'm completely calm. And this person has threatened my life, and I know the children that's living in this area, they're fully and completely capable of doing what they say. So it's life and death. And many people here in the U.K. that stand, stood up to, to young people in this country have died because of stabbed in the heart, shot in the head, just because they told young people what they're supposed to tell them. You know, being a father to the father, hey, man, stop doing that. Stop beating that old lady. Don't, don't disrespect your elders. People have been killed for that. Really? So a lot of people, they won't stand. Yes. <laughs> a lot of people, they won't say anything to these young kids. Wow. Wow. <laughs> that's deep. That's, that's really, really deep. I mean, here we're in the U.S., and we do have, you know, different things of that nature um, like that. But um, I don't... I, I can't really speak to that. I, I want to say we don't have, but I don't want to say that because I don't know everything and so um, about everything. So I'm pretty right. sure something that is happening here. And that's um, really what's so amazing is because you guys are, you know, there in the U.K. and we're here in the U.S., but we're still having the same issues with our children. Uh, we're still, right. you know, taking some issues because this is this is like you said this is not a war of flesh and blood but this is you know spirit and so that same thing is prevailing because they're being exposed to some of the same things you know uh, no matter where you are because of the the way that the media is able to reach across channels and everything our children are seeing some of the same things the only place where maybe some children where it's in a, um, a socialistic uh, society where they are being screened and being told you can't watch this and you can't watch that and then you watch this and you watch that. But for the most part, the children are pretty much the same no matter where you go, no matter what country you go to, they're, they're dealing with anger, they're dealing with hostility. 
and they're dealing with um, disappointment. And there's something that the Bible, uh, you know, talks about is that, you know, children, basically, I believe it's like in Proverbs, it talks about children of wrath. You know, that basically when we don't punish our children, we don't chastise our children, then we hate our children. And children need correction. They need discipline. They need guidance. So I'm just wondering in my mind, and I'm thinking about where a lot of this anger is coming from, is because we have not been disciplining our children. We've kind of allowed them to grow themselves up, and we've allowed um, the different games to grow them up and, and other people to grow them up and sit them in front of TV and take to them, like you said, you know, sometimes you're taking them to a Friday studio to get some free time, um, that basically we have not parented our children. So our children are angry. Our children are angry because the Bible says that if we don't, then we hate our children. So um, children, you know, even though they act like they don't want you to say anything to them, they really, really do. They really, really do. And and you'd be surprised at how they'll come back and say, you know, thank you, I love you. They may get mad as I don't know what with you. But when you correct them, a lot of, even, you know, here for me, when you when you correct them, they'll come back and say, you know, thank you, I love you. You know, but a few minutes ago, they would just spit fire mad at you. Absolutely right. spit fire mad at you, but because uh, we are sometimes afraid to chastise them, afraid to say anything to them. Um, we aren't living in that society where your neighbor used to tell you what to do. You know, I'm going to tell your mama on you, <laughs> you know. Right. Um, you're not supposed to be doing this. You know, you're not supposed to be doing that. And you can walk the neighborhood, and before you can get home, the five or ten people have to faint you. Exactly. They, they didn't wait till they to to my mama got home. They already got me. <laughs> the neighborhood has warned you, and by the time your mama gets to you, you know what you know. Every she's had to deal with five different people telling her about what that child did. So you gonna right. really get it. You gonna you know you thought it was people, but she really fixing to get it. But now you say something to uh you know the children now, and it's like, well, hey, you know, I'm gonna tell my mama, I'm gonna tell someone so, and so you know it, you know, like look, you know, don't 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 tell my kid what to do, God or whatever. But then when they turn around and the children are um are beating them because I've seen where like we're talking about children jumping on their parents, um. The uh, grandparents are raising grandchildren, and they're being jumped on, and um, they're afraid to say anything. They're afraid to say right. anything to them. On they're- that point, this is a scripture uh-huh. I want to read. This is a this is Ecclesiastes 30 and 8. It says, A horse not broken become of headstrong, and a child left to himself will be willful. So going into what you were saying, you know, a lot of children, you know, you're letting the TV raise them. They're going to become willful, just like you lead a, a, a horse that isn't broken. It's going to do what it's want to do. Now, according to Proverbs 22 and 15, the scriptures tell you that what's in the child's heart is foolishness. So if a child is left to do whatever they want to do, they're going to be doing some foolishness. Now, verse 9 says, Cocker thy child, which is basically spoil them. You're not giving them any correction or discipline according to thus saith the Lord. Because basically you have the the, the right-wing liberals, when they hear any kind of, oh, you got to discipline a child, they think it's something bad. We're talking about according to the righteousness of Christ. Conquer thy child, and he shall make thee afraid. Play with them, and he will bring thee to heaviness. 
So a lot of people, that's what they've done. They've played around with their child. They've cocked their child. They haven't taught them, taught them the discipline and the correction of the scriptures. And now their children become older. They're willful. They want to do what they want to do. They don't want to listen to their parents. And basically they're, they're, the parents are scared to do anything with the kids because they're afraid a kid may jump and bust me in my mouth. And um, they had um, this one kid that's been on YouTube, Latrell, where he took the grandmother's car, and then the grandmother didn't want to get him any fried chicken, so he beat up the grandmother. Are you serious? I, I go on YouTube after this. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> He was what? He was seven. He was seven years old, and what he did, he took the grandmother's SUV and drove it out around town, hit some cars, and then eventually the the axle broke. So the police was talking to this child, and and basically, you know, they were showing the way he went wrong, and he was saying how he he liked doing bad things, and he wanted to impress his friends, and then. He was on the news again. We went. His mother, uh, his grandmother, had took him out, and then he wanted to get some fried chicken. And his grandmother told him no. So when she told him no, he went and he started ordering it himself. And then when she came to chastise him, he started hitting her and beating on her. So this is because the cocker and the child. See, we're not supposed to play with our children because you know what. The Heavenly Father in Christ ain't going to play with us. So he's already set the example. We're supposed to love our children. And part of that love is bringing, bringing forth that discipline and that correction that the right. Scriptures is telling us. Right. And it's not there's nothing bad. There's right. nothing bad. Right. Right. Exactly. Because exactly. if we don't correct them, then what's going to happen? When they get older, they're going to be in jail. They they still gonna get oh you shouldn't punish them they gonna get punished yeah. yeah and then you know I've heard some uh, parents talking to their children and basically telling them you know you don't end up here you don't end up there you know uh, that's all right keep it up keep it up you know you don't end up in prison you know they are gonna be coming to get you whatever and I've I've watched some of like the uh, the cop shows and stuff like that and mm-hmm. and. and just basically saying, you know, you might as well go and take a nap because he's going to end up down there anyway. And I'm just like, you know, what is that to say? I mean, literally, it's like you, what you're basically saying is that I don't really want to be your, your mom. I don't really want to be bothered with you. Okay? Right. So I'm going on and let this police officer take you now because, you know, eventually he's going to come and get you anyway. So he might as well take you now. And there was something that this the boy, he might have been like 16 or something like that, and he had been in some juvenile trouble or whatever. But when mm-hmm. I was listening to the mama and I got to see the environment that he had come up in, this little boy was basically a product of his environment. But the police officer, she stood there and literally spoke a curse over this boy. And the police officer just confirmed it by agreeing with what she was saying because she was saying, Look, you know, he's going to end up in prison. You know, so he's going to end up in prison. So, you know, why don't you just go and take him tonight? Because he ain't going to do right. He ain't going to do this and he ain't going to do that. And I thought, are you kidding me? And this little boy is standing there and he's like, you know, my mama don't care one way or the other about me. And so this police officer 
And the look on his face, I think if the police officer hadn't been there, he probably would have laughed out at his mom because he was mm. so angry. You know, and I'm thinking, like, um, the, the word curses that we speak over our children, the things that we say to our children, the things that we say about our children, especially when uh, they're standing in front of us and then when they don't think we're listening, you know, or they are, are basically when we don't think they're listening and, and we are saying things to our friends, we're talking about them, whatever, and you're not edifying that child, it, um, it takes basically for every negative words that you speak to your child, it takes basically three positive words to overcome that negative word. So, you know, when you're talking to your children negatively about you are a fool, you're stupid, you're going to be just like your daddy, you ain't no good, you ain't this, you ain't that, you like your mama, you know, you just ignorant, you ain't going to never amount to nothing. All of this stuff, these children basically end up fulfilling uh, what you say. So it's like self-fulfilling prophecy. So whatever right. you say to the child, and, and, and God, you know, if every time you call that child, you call them, come here, fool. You know, right. come here, stupid. Right. I'm glad yeah. you said that. I want to I wanna read two scriptures um, based upon this. This is um, Colossians 3.21. It says, fathers, provoke not your children to anger, lest they be discouraged. So that's exactly what you were saying. You know, we're not supposed to be provoking our children to, to anger. We're supposed to bring forth the correction of the scriptures, but show just like how Christ was showing. He was Christ came to show us, yes, what things we're doing wrong, but the purpose of him showing us repentance and where the things that we were sinning at was so that we can get that life and life more abundantly. So it's the same thing that we're supposed to be teaching our children. Now, this is Ephesians 6 and 4, and it says, And ye fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. So that's what we're supposed to do. It's not supposed to be because when Christ um, spoke about calling your brother, don't be angry with your brother without a cause, and don't be calling your brother doubtful. We're not supposed to do that to our children. We're not supposed to be calling our children any kind of name, all calling names, because basically our children are our neighbors as well. Just because they're our children don't mean you know, we can talk to them any kind of way. They still, they still, they are children, but first and foremost, they're the children of God. Exactly. So they are our brothers and sisters. So when that sister is talking about to your brother, it's talking about to your children as well because they are brethren. They are part of the body of Christ. And it's amazing that I hear this, I hear people in the Christian community talk crazy to their children because, um, they themselves have not had their mind renewed to the Word of God. So they are still out of that old nature. They're still talking to them, and it's having an effect. So on one hand, the kids are saying, when you come to church and you're acting like you all this and all that, and just last week, you know, you was, you know, doing your do and doing your thing, and now all of a sudden I'm supposed to just suddenly straighten up and fly right because you got saved last Sunday, you know, but it was, you know, for all my life, I've seen you act a fool, and so now you want to come down on me, because I'm doing what you trained me to do, basically, and so I'm I'm the one that's bad, and so um, I, I, I can't tell you, I, I can't even really get into what I really, really want to, you know, discuss in that regard, because I have simply seen children who are, like you said, have been provoked to wrath, um, you know, by their parents. 
and they don't realize that, and, and they bully their children, and so the, the children go to school, and then they in turn bully other people because it's like, okay, well, you know, I know when I go home I'm going to get bullied, so I'm going to find some kind of revenge here at school. And so then you have bullying going on at school. Well, children who bully normally have parents who bully. So, you know, children just automatically just, just you know, learn to be nasty to one another. And, and right. how many children have we seen who have committed suicide because they've been bullied at school by another child, you know? And uh, some people just don't really seem, seem to get that. But then we would take that same child who's been bullied and said, well, you know what, um, you need to go to um, – you need to go to um, uh, martial arts. So I'm going to put you in martial arts so you can defend for yourself. So you're going to take a child who already has low self-esteem, right? And you're going to put them in a martial, a martial arts program so that the next time somebody comes and bullies them, their, their impulse is like, you know what, this is the last time you're going to talk crazy to me. This is the last time you're going to put me down. I'm going to show you who you messed with now. So then this child turns around and retaliates for something that maybe another kid's been doing to them all semester long or, you know, for the whole school year. And then this child ends up doing what? Getting expelled or in trouble. Right. But basically it's like, well, uh, then the parents, their defense is, well, you know, I put my child to learn uh, self-defense. You know, I taught my child how to, you know, uh, defend himself. And so where were you when these kids were bullying my child? So now you want to put my kid out of school? Because he defended himself, so I mean, it's a domino effect. It's a domino effect, and that that really right. kind of you know um, is something that really bugs me. Because um, when you when when you have this cycle, this vicious cycle, and it's always that people don't see people who are in authority don't see when another child is doing something wrong to the other child, but they see when that child who's been wrong retaliates. And you have well, a lot that's of where we have to put our trust and faith in Christ. See, right. you speak into these situations. I've lived those situations because okay. I've had I've had where children in the school have been in my children's school, and they've been the bullies. And then when my children have defended themselves and basically to to get away from them, then they're like, "Oh, you you're the one. You're the bad. You're the, you're the negative." So. It's not for me, because remember, this is a spiritual warfare. So it's not looking at the people, it's not looking at the child, it's looking at the spirits. Because what really wants to happen, see, Satan is so sly and tricky. He wants me to come out of the spirit and go down there and start coming out of my mouth. But what I have That's to do, if people about. don't see, Like, we're going to go down there and we're going to open up. <laughs> I'm just playing, I'm just playing. That's what Satan wants you to do. He wants you to go down there. Yeah, well, I'll tell you, you don't do this, do that. No. What did I do? Okay. <laughs> so what we're going to do, first we're going to set up our prayers because guess what? The most High is in control of everything. Now we're going to write this letter. We're going to do this officially. We're going we're gonna to obey the powers that be, basically. So when you do things like that, it's like, okay, well, we're going to look at it, and everything worked out. But, see, that's the way we're supposed, we're supposed, to, we're supposed to apply temperance. <laughs> The scripture says, "Be angry, but say not so much." Uh, like, what? I, I'm gonna do something, but like, hold on, wait a minute. Who's in the control? And what's really the spiritual battle that's going on? That's right. what we always have to perceive. 
there's something that's going on in the spiritual realm that you don't see. Now it's time to pull forth those spiritual weapons that's mighty and powerful. Not come out with your mouth that you think is going to be mighty and powerful. I got some words that's going to be powerful and strong. No, you don't need that. Because the scripture says how forceful or right words and what does your arguing reprove. Because if you're using the words that's of the scriptures and you're following Christ, Christ is the power. You know, I appreciate you saying that. For all you mothers out here who will listen to this now or listen to it in the archives, remember what the man of God just got through saying, okay? Don't go down to the school with your handbag full of stuff waiting to jump on somebody else's kid or waiting to jump on somebody's mama because of something that happened. And, and you know, so it's like I'm laughing. I'm, I'm laughing because I never did that. But my thing is that, you know, mamas, and you don't mess with their babies. You don't, right. mess, you don't mess with their babies. But you're saying that basically when a situation presented itself where, you know, your children were being affected, you sit down and say, look, you know, we're going to work within the system and we're going to write a letter and we're going to, you know, put this out here and go this route. Okay. And First so basically and foremost, God, you know, we, we appeal to, we, we appeal to the highest authority. <laughs> exactly. So you went. Our Right, you went through the hierarchy, as it's, you know, as you said. And so I find that that's, you know, that's right. But when initially when a mama gets word that her baby has been messed with, jumped on, especially don't let that child come home with a, a busted nose or whatever, it's like, look, okay, uh, show me who this child is. You know, we're going to go to this child's house, and I want to talk to this child's, you know, parent. So it's like I remember um, as a little girl and stuff, if you had a whole bunch of people, I mean, it, it was a terrible thing if you jumped on a little kid in school as another kid who had a big old family. Oh, my God, because you would look out in your front yard, and your yard would be full. Your yard right. would be full, so it's like, you know, you would look, and, and it was like, okay, you're going to have to jump on all of us. That was nowhere near Christ-like. That's why in the Old Testament, people had to have cities of refuge that they had to run to. But that because was like, it was the same you know, thing. Like what, 50, 50, I do the accident. <laughs> and still, I said, you know, in the 50s, 60s, and 70s, and, and still, like now with the, the gang violence and stuff, it's like, you know, you jump on one gang, remember, you have to jump on the whole gang. So it's like this this whole thing of where... Our children are finding, I, I guess I could say, associating what they consider family. You know, my dogs, my, you know, my peeps, whatever. So it's like they aren't finding, a lot of them aren't finding that in the family unit, that mother-father unit. Maybe that mother's working two or three jobs trying to keep that child, uh, you know, with shelter and, and food and clothing, whatever. So that child is basically raising its, you know, itself. But he's he or she is looking for some place to belong. They they need relationship. They need something else. And so they get out there and they fall into these kinds of things, you know. And so then it's like, okay, well, I got somebody who got my back who's going to take up for me. So now the mama is coming and saying, you know, what you doing, what you getting into and stuff like that. I'm out here working hard for you, daughter, whatever. And the kid is resenting it because it's like you never home, you know. Right. You never home because the kid is really saying, you know, I don't, you know, you think I need this, this, and this, and this. You know, you're trying to keep me 
looking like them, them, and them, but I really would rather have you home and not have this and not have that because a lot of children are, yes, go ahead. But you have to look about why, why, see, that's going in a whole another realm within itself in dealing with relationships and family because basically the family structure is really is is really messed up even in the even in the Christian church because when you look at I, Hebrews thirteen and four it says marriage is honorable and all but how many people church. you see getting married how many how many past you see and teacher look um, yeah. look you, your children you're supposed to be virgins now one of the churches I went to in New York oh, was a uh, oh, African Methodist oh, Episcopalian I mean oh, God, I had a girlfriend me. and we were sexually active. There was another girl in there. She had an abortion. The pastor didn't say nothing to us. He didn't say nothing. And, and these things are, are not acceptable. These things are not acceptable in Christ. We were supposed to be teaching our children is that, look, what I teach my children, look, you grow up and you're supposed to get married, and you're either going to deal with a woman of the Lord or you're going to deal with a man of the Lord. And you're going to have a much better, I'm not going to say you're not going to have any problems, but you're going to have a much better relationship if you're dealing with Christ as your head, as your leader. But that's not that's not what's being taught in the world. We know it's not being taught on TV, and it's from what I see in my experience, it's not being taught in a lot of churches either. Because you know what? That's going to ruffle a lot of people's feathers. You telling me I can't have premarital sex? You know what, Pastor? I ain't coming to your church anymore. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You mean I'm gonna have to be abstinent until I marry? Well, that's I know right. men that's, that's been abstinent for. 15 years since they've been dealing in Christ and they're repenting in Christ. They haven't dealt with no woman, no sex, no nothing. It's like if I'm going to deal with a woman, she's going to be dealing in this Bible. The same so as where me. are they from? Where, where are they from? The UK? They're in the U.S. Atlanta. In Atlanta? In Atlanta? Are you kidding me? brothers.
as believers aren't setting the stage and the example, I, it's embarrassing because now, you know, yeah. it's so public. You, we, we've yeah, got our leadership falling left and right, you know, people who are, uh, and you know, here, here's Candy uh, Bar said, that's not actions of people true to the body. Amen, Candy Bar. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. But I'm telling you that it's going on. You know, the body of Christ, people within the body of Christ professing the name of Christ are having sex. Christians under the guise of, you know, being righteous are having sex, premarital sex. I mean, I can't tell you, I had um, a doctor on the show, and she was talking about how many people come to her office, her practice for treatment. Right. And, and how she has a huge number of Christians who come to her office for treatment, and they're coming for STDs. And she's asking them, doing? well, if you, aren't, if you aren't having sex, how are you coming up with an STD? You know, and then they get into, well, you know, uh, we're having either um, anal sex or we're having, you know, oral sex or whatever, but, you know, God's okay with that because we're not having colitis, you know. And I'm like, are you kidding oh. me? Are you kidding me? So, see, we can have another show about that, but let's get back to karate and Christian because <laughs> yeah. I, I will talk about it. I will talk about it. So we can do a whole other show about that. And so uh, I invite you to stay tuned to um, the channel for Patricia Adams Live because when that show comes up, I want – you guys who are in the chat room to come back and let's 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 really really hash it out because it is going on in the body of Christ and and we have leaders and we have and people, people are justifying and, and, it. Hello, okay, and and it's there. It's it's there. People are writing about it, talking about. I never forget. I read a story about a young woman talking about having uh, encountered uh, uh, having sex with one of you know a pastor who was married, and they basically you know pushed over everything off of the communion table and had sex on the communion table. And I think, are you kidding me? You know, do this in remembrance of me. Is that what you were saying to the Lord? So see, don't get me started. Don't get me started on that because the word of God is true. (laughs) The word of God is true. He says, you know, and Judy says, now unto him who is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless. You know, it's like you don't have to fall if you don't want to fall. He says he's able to keep you from falling. But when you talk about, uh, you know, we're going to have to come off of that. So if you go back to karate (laughs) and the Christian, okay, and and you simply say this this whole thing of, uh, you know, we should not be entertaining this because it is a form of idolatry, if you would. It's a form of idolatry. It's a form of witchcraft especially when you get to the higher levels. And let me explain. When I began to get to the higher levels of ninjutsu and training with this master, and basically he was part of the Black Dragon Society in Japan, and he would go away and he would do assassinations or different missions. Ooh, okay. Ooh, okay. I can't handle that. Oh, my God. I can't handle that. And he would tell us about it. So... To bring us oh to this higher God. level. If you, watch, if you watch this movie, it's called Ninja Assassin. And at the beginning, the guy's explaining about the ninja and basically how they are demons. See, it's oh, not the no. person of the demon. It's that you're calling in these demons and spirits, and you're going to basically go out Jesus. and kill people. 
So what he was saying for us to get to this higher level, he said, look, you think it's easy to, the word that we use, we wouldn't use the word kill because everything is just like uh, to depersonalize it, like you're not really Mm -hmm. killing, like you're not really doing something evil. So the word that we would use is dispatch. So he would say, you think it's really easy to go and dispatch somebody? He said, okay. He said, I'll take you. What we'll do, we'll go into a city, and we'll find some bums, and I'll let you loose on these bums, and you'll see that it's, it's not really easy to kill someone with your hands. So the Lord blessed me to get out of that before I got to that point, but that's where Praise it was going. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, Jesus. We thank you for keeping Brother Gad away <laughs> And, uh, you know, from getting to that level. But I want to, uh, again, we've got 14 minutes left in the broadcast. This has been a great show. Uh, People in the chat room are saying um, we are still the line. You can call 646-929-1800. If you have any questions that you want to pose on the air to Brother Yadawin, 646-929-1800. If you have any questions in the chat room, please type them and uh, Brother Yadwin is also in the chat room, so if I don't respond to them, I'm sure that he will be able to address them for you as well. And once again, you have been on the air with Patricia Adams live as we have discussed the topic of karate and Christianity, oil and water. You know, should they mix um, or should they never mix? So um, from where we are right now with 14 minutes left in the broadcast, I do believe, and that basically we've answered the question. They do not mix. They don't belong together. Um, they are, you know, not founded on uh, the principles of, of God. They are not founded on the principles of God. And so I would encourage those of you um, to listen to this archive, share this archive, um, you know, basically, and, and, you know, enlighten your brother and your sister. You know, enlighten your brother and sister now that you have received some information. Um, And um, what he's basically saying is confirming also some things that I had researched prior to the show um, in regards to uh, drawing off of uh, karate and Christianity and how karate has basically gotten its way into the body of Christ uh, as believers are embracing different principles and techniques um, within, um, within, within, um, I guess the the scope of life, if you would, because we're looking for so many quick fixes, we're looking for so many different things, um, and getting into that self actualization and, and getting to know ourselves. And I believe that the only way that you're going to know yourself is you're going to have to know the one who created you. And you're going to have to know him as your personal savior. And once you make him your personal savior, then you'll have the power within you to make him the Lord of your life. And to me, those are two things that are unique about salvation is that he comes in to save you to the utmost. But he also says, okay, now that you know the way, you have an obligation I set before you life and death, blessings and curses. And he says, I hope that you will choose life so that it will do what go well with you and your children. That's in Deuteronomy. And so I believe that as we are going forth, we have a responsibility to ourselves and to the world around us to live this life 
that God has called us out of darkness and called us to be lights that are shining in the darkness. So it's like, you know, we were once a part of the dark, but then he brought us out so we could be salt and light so we could turn around and shine into the darkness and we could come in and we could snatch people out of the darkness. So God has um, a work for you and I to do. And so once our eyes were blinded, once we couldn't see, once we looked through a glass darkly, but now we see. And it says, you know, as this divine nature is being formed in us, Ephesians talks about that, is that basically God is at work in us, both to do, in us, for us, and through us, because he wants to be able to have us easily read of men, living epistles. What are people reading in your life? What are they reading in your life? What's your testimony? What are you saying? How are you representing God? How are you representing the faith? How are you representing the body of Christ? Because know this, Second Corinthians 5 says that, you know, you're going to appear before the judgment seat. And everything that you've done in this body, good or bad, you will give an account for it. So don't be deceived. God is not mocked whatsoever a man soweth that shall he also reap. You must be born again. So I would like to ask Brother Yadwin at this particular point in time if you could pray the prayer of salvation with 10 minutes remaining in the broadcast. Um, for those who are either in the chat room who may not know Christ, for those who will come and listen to this broadcast later, uh, please, if you would lead us in the prayer of salvation, I would appreciate it very much. Thank you. Well, I'll read this this scripture. And um, the brother had read it before because what it is a lot of people they don't realize Christ when he taught he taught repentance the first thing that he began to preach and say is repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand so this is what is laid before us whether it be witchcraft a lot of people are caught up into witchcraft whether it's what I was dealing with was martial arts and summon up spirits or demons whether it's people that's trying to find love in their life or they're trying to find that significant other, whether it's people that they're, they're trying to, they're reading their, their horoscopes to see if they're going to have any release or help in their life, whether it's people that's dealt, dealing with anger, whether it's people that's dealing with malice and wrath. There's an opportunity for us to repent through Christ, no matter what you've done. If you come to Christ, Christ is willing and he is faithful to cleanse you of all sin of all iniquity. Now I'm going to read this this scripture again. This is Acts, the 17th chapter, and the 30th verse. And I read uh, the brother read it before, and it says, "At this time of ignorance, God winked at, but now calleth all men everywhere to repent." So this repentance is not for you to wait till tomorrow. It's not for you to wait or put off or or to delay. This is for right now, as you hear in this message, as you hear in this word, to repent of your sins and iniquities. And I know for a lot of people, you know, you don't, you may not have a clue of what sins or iniquities that you have done. But most people, they have an idea. And by listening to this show, I mean, we've 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 touched on many great things besides just martial arts. We've gone into sexuality, we've gone into homosexuality, we've gone into disciplining children, we've gone into temperance. So a lot of those things, I know a lot of people, these are the things that you are dealing with in your life and they're having a negative effect in your life. 
now it's time for you to come unto Christ and show forth that true repentance through Christ. So, in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. This, I have truly enjoyed you, and again, I would love to do this again. Um, and, you know, feel free to send me a message and let me know when you want to do this again. And definitely <laughs> want to hear from the brothers in Hotlanta.
serious about that show for the brothers in Atlanta. <laughs> I want to do that. And uh, anybody in the U.K. that you want to bring on, and we can just have a panel, and, uh, you know, we can talk about that. We can talk about that because I'm Definitely. not afraid to talk about it. I'm not afraid to talk about it. So we've got three minutes remaining on the broadcast. Again, if any of you have any questions that you would like to pose to our special guest, Yada one six four six nine two nine one eight zero zero, or simply uh, communicate a question to him there in the chat room, he will be happy to answer you. And as we get ready to leave, remember that Jesus is Lord and that there is, okay, someone just called in. Okay, let me check this real quick, okay? Okay. Hello? Hi, you're on the air. We have like three minutes remaining in the broadcast. Um, would you say your first name, please? Uh, my first name is Jordan, and I just wanted to call in and say y'all are doing a great job on this show. I really enjoy listening to it. And I also wanted to say uh, there's a really good website out there called IamSecond.com. They've been showing a couple commercials. They have uh, Josh Hamilton and people like that. And I like, I really enjoy y'all's show. Good job. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Great job. Thank you for calling. Okay, Brother Gowen. All right. Well, first and Uh, foremost, the the glory is always going to go to the Heavenly Father and Christ. Amen. Even though, you know, the Bible says there's there's one that planteth, there's one that watereth, but God gives the increase. So we always have to look and give the glory to the Heavenly Father in Christ because that's where the praise, honor, and glory and the thanks always needs to go to and be directed to. Righty. Well, I want to thank you again, Gadwin, for uh, coming by. And I'm going to close uh, the show out with our Secret Place, and this is by Karen Clark Sheard. And once again, feel free to come by Patricia Adams live anytime. God bless.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.